regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every single week. And as always, this week it's me, Matt Lee, joined by Steve Hogarty, and have you forgot my name so soon? Ginger Wizard. I want to say Ginger Wizard. <laughs> It's just John Lovelight. I'm messing with you. The Auburn Gandalf. Sorry, I went all, I went yeah, all chaos, man. I was like, what's he going to do if I don't say his name? What's he going to do? Invite, Who's going to make the first move? Invite me into your house. I will run amok in your corridors. On this week's show, I am going to be going back in time to help you design wallpaper and invent the arts and crafts movement before it's too late and modernity arrives and with it, war. I'm going to be exploring the very peculiar afterlife of Lawrence Fox. Let's face it, he can't die soon enough, but in the year 2081 he will certainly almost be dead, which is what I'm exploring. Not wishing death on anyone, not illegal. And I've invited a friend of mine, a culinary expert and lover of vapes, and she's pretty upset about uh, reported, purported, supported, and reported news of them banning vapes. Did I say vapes twice? Disposable chonkerettes. That's, there we go. <laughs> edit, edit that in if I said vapes twice in one sentence. That is the cardinal sin of writing. Chonkerillos. I remember what the joke is. You want a joke? Oh. Go on. I'm, I'm, willing. I'm here. I'm all ears. Did you know that vampires can't come into your house unless you open up your window and wank them off? <laughs> <laughs> did you make that up? I did. It's all right, isn't it? It's, quite, it's, it's pretty silly. But it's rude. <laughs> that is not one, not one for the little not boys. Not one for the mums and dads. Hey, 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 let's do some features. A, 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 A. I'm into it. Features. The regular features. Spooky noise in your ears. Features. A regular feature Ghosts and wolves with teeth coming into your bedroom You are poet, writer, artist and social activist William Morris Can you get the arts and crafts movement started before it's too late? Let's find out! (laughs) It is 1859. You You've thought of a new idea for wallpaper. <laughs> Shush. Don't spoil it. <laughs> right. I just wanted to show off that I know who William right. Morris is. You're, you're collectively William Morris. <laughs> Great. Good. I mean, I kind of knew that somebody would. That's why it's a good podcast. All right. You and you, because you're both William Morris, are in your nice house with your wife, Jane who is incredibly poor at the time at which you met her, which can only mean that she is smoking hot. She will later go on to claim in an interview that she never loved you, which is brutal as fuck, but does further point towards the truth that Wikipedia is too pissy pants scared to come out and say, this poor lady was hotter than a bottle of sriracha down urethra. If you know what I mean. <laughs> well, there's no time for imaginary. Urethra. I hardly d- <laughs> Womp womp <laughs> <laughs> But there's no time for imaginary ogling of a woman who probably died a hundred years ago now, you sick bloody fuck you. It works particularly well the fact that I'm the only straight man on the episode this week. 
Um, Did she have a, a blue underlined link on Wikipedia or not? No, no, I don't think so. It was just like, oh. he came from money. She was very poor. So it's like, mm, what is that? What is that? Yeah, you, you don't, you don't also, get a clickable name if you're poor. Him. It's like, well, it's all adding up over here. Um, <laughs> woof, duff, 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 duff. I wonder, can you work out how hot every woman from history was using these yes. methods? Yes, <laughs> the tried and tested method of, were they from a similar social background? Were they their cousin? Did they say that they didn't love them? <laughs> <laughs> there are other clues, but those are the number main ones. of citations on Wikipedia. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Did they murder them? That's another classic. We're not going to go into that. We'll be that here, we'll be here all day. It is. It's hot to be murdered. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. It's not a, a measure of any physical characteristic. Like it's hot. Yeah. to be murdered. It's like when people used to smoke in black and white films. It's like that's yeah. hot. I don't it like it when people smoke now. Smoking now isn't hot, but smoking in a black and white film is hot. Yeah, there's a point between, darling, I've never seen you like this before, and darling, you're hurting me. There's there's a hot point in the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah. We can't get into this. Anyway, stop being sick fucks ogling a woman who died 100 years ago, all right? Sick, sick fucks. You, William Morris, have less than 70 years to establish the arts and crafts movement, by which time modernity will roll into town and put all of this wonky shit right into the bin. Also, you'll be dead in 43 years, which arguably represents a more pressing deadline. Nonetheless, your house has been designed, as per your specifications, to contain a giant glass sand timer looming over every moment of your family's existence and slowly counting down to the spring of 1930. So chop, chop, fucko, let's get to art. Brackets work. Right, do you, for your first move, do you, A, become a leading figure in the arts and crafts movement? B, chase your hot wife around the house in double speed footage with your chin and tongue (laughs) lolling around as your eyes pop out like 3D canisters, like what they used to do in the old days before feminism decided that men's eyes had to stay within their skull slots. And permanently as orbs. <laughs> C, try and invent the wireless router so you can sell your wallpaper designs at a loss on Victorian era Etsy. <laughs> D, write another cease and desist letter claiming that Morris dancing was your idea and can only be done by you slash in your house and garden and or garden. A, B, C or D. Can I ask if B... Um, mm. If we're chasing our wife around, yeah, uh, are we also making a wooga sounds? Um, no, and no, you are. You are, are feet making any sounds you, like diggle, diggle, yeah, diggle, diggle, diggle. They almost definitely are log. Yes, you're chasing around double speed footage, chin and tongue lolling around, eyes popping out like three D canisters. That's it. But it's not. But we're not doing a wooga. No, like no. Uh, um. Clenching, clenching our no. fingers together no, as no, if no. we are like parping on two. I'm not going to mince my words. Tits, tits, saying <laughs> or buttocks. Awooga, awooga. You could do that for buttocks. Have you never awoogered some buttocks in that fashion? You know what? I haven't. Well, but maybe you might. Brought it up. I'm willing to try. Yeah, give it a go. Awooga. Gender neutral sexual assault. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve, make your own awooga sounds during him reading it. You can have it both ways. Okay. So you've gone for B. 
Oh, Ooga! oh boy! <laughs> oh, oh boy! Oh, oh mama! You cheerfully shout, spinning your legs as you run around the house. Your lower limbs an intangible blur of motion that leaves a constant cloud of dust in its wake. I guts to get me some of that wife in me life. You bellow down the hall before tripping on a rogue banana skin and tumbling into a huge pack of stack of paint cans. You're bloody covered in paint. Whatever next? Do you a? Look up at your wife and then shout, Awooga! As was common for men of such standing in the 17th century. It never, it was never in that feature, was it? It was. Yeah, it was. Oh my God. It was, yeah. No, it's, the Awooga was inside us all along. As was common in the on. 17th century, uh, shouting Awooga. After steam has finished coming out of your ears, you will then repeatedly exclaim, Hubba Hubba, whilst running in tight circles until you collapse. Or would you be like to write a poem about beautiful women or bees or peace, something like that? See, order a book about power, poetry so that you so you can become a famous poet before you die in 32 years. Oh, my God. Is that sand timer broken? Or D, become so appalled by the dismal quality of mass produced furniture and goods that you found the arts and crafts movement. Championing craftsmanship and simplicity as a means of making beautiful objects accessible to anyone, regardless of their social status. A, B, C or D. D. So which one was the one with the steam steam coming out of the ears and the awooga sound? Yes, that was A, You right? want that one, right? Yeah, yeah, and I don't, yeah, I don't want to come across as sexist in anything other than an ironic context. So A for me, please. That's fine. Jostled by your exclamation of appreciation, your wife rapidly retreats from your presence, as was historically expected in this era. Awooga! You explain again, <laughs> thick globs of paint dripping down your beard and filling your mouth with the acquired taste of lead. Clambering like out a from shit the- Christmas, she <laughs> retreats from your presence. <laughs> nah. <Nice. laughs> oh, you made me sad now. That's that's one of the, the best takedowns I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> clambering out from the gloopy pile of paint tins you just can't wheel into, the centrifugal force caused by running in circles, honestly quite fast, peels the paint away from your clothing and skin like grease from a pan under a stream of hot water. You escalate, splattering and flecking the room around you with paint. In mere moments, you are clean as a whistle and rubbing both thighs with insistent glee, ready to take your next steps forward towards pioneering the concept of art for the masses and being a vital voice in the socialist movement. Do you I feel like we're not making any progress towards that at all? We're just harassing our wife. Do you, A, see if Queen Victoria, a.k.a. Sticky Vicky, that's with two eyes rather than a Y, wants to ride bikes and then smoke some stuff. B, take a moment to think about the nature of the class system, the loss of beauty caused by capitalism's ongoing crushing. C, uh, find your hot wife and then get her to stay where she is and go and find that big sheet of glass and then steam it up in front of her with your mouth and then draw a big love heart on the steam and then drop the piece of glass on the floor and start motioning your finger in and out of a hole made by your other hand's fingers whilst you bite your lower lip and aggressively gurn, as men commonly used to do back in the Victorian (laughs) era. Or D, would you like to try and ignite the arts and crafts movement via a push towards affordable design and away from the mechanisation of capitalist production? Okay, well, let's not do that because we know our wife is still hanging around. Steve, you've... you've taken the needle in the last two and that's because 
I'll let you do that because you know who this guy is, and I'm just taking the part of the reader. But I, well, I'm going to choose this time. I'm going to find. I'm going to choose C. Find your hot wife, and then get her to stay where she is, and go up and find a big sheet of glass, and then steam it up in front of her with your mouth, and then draw a big love heart on the steam, and then drop the piece of glass on the floor, and start motioning your finger in and out of a hole made by your other hand's fingers, while you bite your lower lip and aggressively gurn. As, as men, men commonly, commonly used to used do. To back- do Back in the Victorian in the Victoria, era, yeah, the, as you so say, yeah, it's I'm, I'm, era, yes. you know, it's just fantastic to spend time with a fellow historian. Oh, fantastic! Uh, you do so. Um, your wife leaves you as she should. She tells everybody she never loved you because you're a piece of shit. Uh, but before you have a full breakdown, you look around the room and realise that when you splattered all of that paint off of your body whilst running around in circles going, you've just designed iconic wallpaper, which will still be remembered hundreds of years ago, hundreds of years later as well. It's a time loop. Terminator 2. <laughs> Terminator 2 music plays. William Morris is John Connor. Um, I don't know much about William Morris. Some of that wasn't true. Some of that wasn't he true. He founded the arts and crafts movement. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> you mean like doing shit with beads and thread? <laughs> like, Without him, there would be no crafternoons today. He's a bit, he was a big old socialist, which is why it's really actually hilarious and maddening that William Morris wallpapers designs are still available, but they're just very fucking expensive. It's like his ongoing right. legacy is like expensive things. Don't think he'd be happy with it. I just don't get. I'm going to go away and research this. I'm going to read a biography of William Morris if anyone can give me any recommendations. Because like, what what was everyone doing bef- before then? Joe? It was industrialization basically made it so they were like making like mass producing very cheaply made badly made furniture like tables and chairs. But that was in like the 19th century. Like so no, they only like started that. mass producing it like 20 years ago. So he was like, "Ah, oh, I'm not up for this." I think it was more that like it became a thing so that you couldn't afford things that were made by people unless uh, you had money and then if you didn't you just had to buy like real shit, like real like badly made stuff. And he was, like, trying to champion the idea of not just well-made things, but also, like, people having beautiful objects in their own homes and having, like, you know, a shift away from, like, it becoming a very, like, flat, like, you're poor, so you have shit, and being like, no, everyone should be able to have things that are nicely made and have beautiful objects and maybe make some of their own stuff. Now you can download William Morris from LimeWire. Yeah, right. And that would he'll be spinning <laughs> in his grave. You can you can right click and copy on any William Morris wallpaper you like and print it out, put it up on your walls. That would have made him sick. I'm gonna 3D print myself <laughs> a copy of him and his wife. And I'm gonna make them fuck. Smell, smell the well, smell the well, smell, smell the well, smell the well. Regular features, regular features. The podcast that is the same every week. Regular features, regular features. They will give you the B name that you seek. Uh, I don't really have a feature uh, this <laughs> evening. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, fucking just a, a couple on the trot. This world of letdowns with you. I just, yeah, I just don't have anything. Um, but uh, I do have a friend who is in town, and she is looking incensed and sweaty. Oh, and 
as as though she's in withdrawal from something. Oh. Um, I'm just gonna let her in. Uh, you sure? I'll be, I'll, well, I'll be right. I'll be right, right back. Is she gonna be good company in, in this kind of state? Let's find out. Salutan, mia amigo. It's me again, Great Delicious Bourdain. Southwest, West, West London's premier food critic and occasional barber to the stars. If it's got anything to do with the capital's happening culinary scene or giving Tom Hollander a short back in sides before the BAFTAs, I'm already there. Whether it's a Sloan Square spaghetti carbonara mojito burrito for three, or a Turkish towel hot wash and herbal blow dry with Benicio del Toro, I'm already done by breakfast. You have to get up pretty early in the morning to get ahead of Grape Solutions. In fact, just this morning, I was administering a low-drop pompadour beard fade to my good friend Alistair Campbell when the erstwhile spin doctor come war criminal stomp-dromped the most devastating news into Grape Solicious's hitherto unassuming ears. The kinda hot podcasting politician revealed that the human government was on the very cusp of banning electronical disposable <laughs> electronic disposable vaporizers. Naturally, I was aghast and devastated to my knees and shins. Readers, yours truly isn't too proud to reveal that she has a honk-stonking three-a-day Lost Mary addiction. Ever since Lorraine Kelly engulfed my face in a hot, sweet cloud of tripleberry ice guff in the green room of Only Connect. As I told my speech therapist, Tamsin Gregg, the smooth taste and blameless nicotine tang of electronic cigarettes is all that's keeping me from going berserk and driving my car through a pizza express. To discover that I might soon be denied my precious plastic sucky suckies sent me into a delirified panic. As I am wont to do in any stressful situation, I called my good friend Salma Hayek for some much-needed comfort. The Mexican actress off of House of Gucci was characteristically reassuring, and while she couldn't get to the phone on that one occasion, hearing her default Vodafone answering machine message was all the courage I needed to kick the habit once and for all. Reader, I am proud as a Mary to say I am no longer a slave to these fruity, guffy puff guffs. I just dunked my baking tray of lithium-ion vape treats directly into my neighbor's wheelie bin. My neighbor's Daniel Kaluuya, by the way. Double apple mocha berry milkshake? Not for me. Yam slam cranberry hams? I'll take a rain check. Mad blue Scooby Maroons? I don't know him from Adam. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, I'm going to run seven marathons with my vape sponsor, Angela Rippon, who's just gone cold turkey on Adderall and needs my help as much as I do hers. Until next time, readers. Ciao. Oh. 
clearly grapes is kicked the habit, but you have been puffing out yes. cloud after cloud of vape strapes. Uh, I'm looking forward to these fucking vapes being disposed of as I dispose of them into landfill. Yeah. Although I reckon starting some fires in landfills every now and then is pretty good for the landfill, right? Or is that why they stop them because of the starting fire, setting fire to landfills? Uh, no, just because they're incredibly addictive oh, and right, yeah. marketed towards children. I mean, that's that's the main reason. But I'm I not think, a yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. So I have to yeah, give yeah. it up now, do I? Yeah. What are they called? Proud Marys? Um, yeah. So they're, I think the original brand is Lost Mary. Oh, Lost Mary. Right. Uh, okay. Because it's such a loosely regulated industry, you have knockoffs called Bloody Mary and... Proud Marys. Hairy yeah. Marys. There, there probably is a Hairy Mary that you can get hold of. God, that's taking me back to the 1980s. Well, that's, that used to be the old name for bears. <laughs> I'd never I'd never heard of Hairy Mary. And I've watched several nine-hour plays about the AIDS uh, crisis, and I've never come across Hairy Mary. What is gay education doing for us these days, if not <laughs> telling me about all of the names we used to have for things? Is there like a list of all like the hundred, the first hundred and fifty, like for Pokemon, like the first hundred and fifty categorizations of gay men, and then after that they get a bit silly? Yeah, there's yeah. just that's clearly just another mudkip. Yeah, that's just so. Yeah, it's just a set of keys. That's not a gay man. That's just a, that's a set of keys. That's a washing machine. What a ring of ring of keys. Famous lesbian <laughs> reference. Matt didn't get it. Log, do you know ring I didn't. of keys? I've not heard of ring of keys. It's a lesbian reference. No, I assumed when you said lesbian reference for some reason, I just went straight to women in prison and the keys let them out. <laughs> I just I don't know because. Maybe. Not because lesbianism should be a crime, just because <laughs> <laughs> when women get into prison, they just maybe discover love without men. I don't know. Great. I feel like I've um, clawed back any credibility I have with women after the William Morris feature. Yeah. By knowing <laughs> what lesbians are. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm KC from KC and the Sunshine Band. I haven't been able to work since 1991 when a sexual misadventure led to a trumpet being embedded in my ass. That's bad for me, but good for you, because when I use my ass, trumpet, it will signal that a new, regular feature is about to begin. And that's the way you like it. Here goes. It is the year 2081, and you are the ghost of Lawrence Fox. You zigzag downstairs on thousands of caterpillar legs and contemplate breakfast. A box of golden grahams appears on the horizon. It hurtles towards you, stopping inches from your face. You inspect the box. You are certain from your rich and varied career as an actor and then broadcaster (laughs) that golden grahams are a mascotless breakfast. It always bothered you in life that there wasn't a beautiful blonde-haired boy called Graham Patterson on the box, toweling the milk off his metal body and wringing that towel into his bowl of cereal. But today, there is a raccoon holding a giant spoon on your box. It is saying, I gots to eat them! (laughs) You know it isn't right, but you are just a dead Lawrence Fox in 2081. Who are you to complain? You pour yourself a bowl of golden grahams and spoon them into your lifeless lips. You turn the box around. There's a cartoon strip of the raccoon intended to be a bit of world-building for him to enhance brand loyalty to golden grahams. 
The raccoon lives under a cow, and every day he sets out to find a bowl of golden grahams, and the cow promises that she will personally do big milks all over them if he succeeds. The raccoon says, Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I got to eat them! And scampers off into the dazzling graham zone. Once he is gone, the cow's face goes dark, and she wags a hoof towards him. This milk isn't for filthy raccoons. It's for the cricketer, Graham Gooch. <laughs> Meanwhile, Graham Gooch has appeared in an airship with I Hate Raccoons written on the side. You, as Lawrence Fox, frown. The tide has turned it against the raccoon and you no longer know whose side you're supposed to be on. You turn the box over again. Now there's a picture of Graham Gooch holding a raccoon up by the tail and punching it in the bass. Your mouth is hairy and without any sense of crunch. You are the ghost of Lawrence Fox and you are eating Graham Gooch's unshaved raccoon taints. You open your mouth and let the taints slither out and watch them shuffle away like caterpillars. Despite feeling like you're forgetting something, you turn on the TV. It is a trailer for a 2081 remake of the movie Condor Man, which was originally released a hundred years ago. Get into the big mobile and hit the ignition. Condor Man, you've got to get here quickly or we'll die. Condor Man, how do you take your coffee? Stone cold like murder. You know what I always say? If, you, if your knackers include a cloaca, then please be sweet and set on my feet. Condor Man, can you fly this thing? Darling, I am this thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> Get that bird brain out of my office. We've run out. There's none left. Oh, can you just go and see you? That is Sandra. Here's some more of that thing. Thank you, Condor Man. I'm Condor Man. I swoop, I poop, and I loop de loop. That man is a ticking time bird. My God. It's full of eggs. Intrigued, <laughs> you say, Hello, Moto. Please play Condor Man 2081. The movie begins in the middle of a scene but it feels like a completely different film to the trailer. Sandra, have you seen my wingspan recently? Oh, Condor Man, please not again. Not again what, Sandra? I'm sorry, is my incredible wingspan boring you? Oh, it's just that I get it. You're a bird. You don't have to say, I'm the beakiest boy on the block every day, because everyone can see you've got a big cardboard beak strapped to your face. Well... Someone sounds like she doesn't want to get a beak in her fanny later. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> the rest of the movie is Condor Man alternating between pecking a bowl of worms and saying, Mmm, worms, my absolute favourite, speaking as a bird, and performing large cardboard oral on Sandra. You watch, unaroused, but needing to see whether a worm goes unpleasantly astray. What's the point of this scene otherwise? It feels like there ought to be a rule of cinema like that one about guns, but for bowls of worms and fannies. Unfortunately for you, Condor Man is meticulous and methodical and dabs his mealy-wet beak with a tea towel between rearing up from the bowl of worms and turning his unenthusiastic attention back to Sandra. Even Sandra seems to be going through the motions. After two hours, the new legal minimum for a film, apparently, you scoff to yourself. You're actively rooting for a worm to land on her tit. You're distracted from your, from your reverie by a friendly, booming voice. 
<laughs> Wanted dead or alive, for Lawrence Fox, says a booming voice at the window. You see a gigantic friendly eye. Can I have a puppy Chino? says a nearby but out of view mouth. It is Puppy Longlegs, a house-sized dog trying to put a five-dollar bill through your letterbox with its tongue. Do I look like I sell puppy chinos? You say annoyed because you're Lawrence Fox, you need to be somewhere, and there's worms on the TV. The dog turns a single paw upwards, as though to say, How should I know what someone who sells puppuccinos looks like? But it obediently warps off with a five-dollar bill in its mouth, the ground shaking under his fluffy bulk. You put your shoes on because you're late. You hear the dog saying, Can I have a puppuccino? to your neighbour. You run outside saying, This is South Kensington! You can't just go door-to-door asking for puppuccinos! But your neighbour has already run upstairs and filled her bath with whipped cream, and the dog is happily licking out her ceramic tub with his nimble, door-sized tongue through the bathroom window. You shrug as your neighbour stares at you witheringly, puppy long legs five pounds clenched in her fist. Even in death, you, Lawrence Fox, can't seem to catch a break. You go to work. Maybe that's where you're meant to be. Maybe that's what you're late for. You arrive at work at the news. The receptionist beckons you to one side. I'm sorry, Lawrence Fox. There's been a clerical error, she says. You appear to have been given a bog-standard negative afterlife for normal people who don't like being late and are annoyed by tedious whimsy. And... Rereading it, I guess, for people who seem really preoccupied today with weird oral sex things. I knew it, you bellow, vindicated like you always knew you would be. I know my rights. Send me to right-wing news heaven right now, you unfuckable libtard pedo. At that time, a tiny car driven by a three-millimeter-tall drag queen drives into your trousers and starts doing donuts on your thigh. You look at the receptionist. Is that it? She shrugs apologetically. That's it. Forever. I guess you weren't that big a deal, says the receptionist. And then she is gone. You are Lawrence Fox in the year 2081. And you are dead. (laughs) (laughs) We've got got a while to wait, haven't we? (laughs) Well... I didn't say when he died. Now, who knows how long he's been trapped in that fucking tedious cycle of whimsy? <laughs> oh, I like Condor Man. I'm going to make Condor Man a full-length film. Yeah, no, please do. I like a regular feature, You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, too. Malfunction. Malfunction. Oh, congratulations on Cool Ghost, by the way, Matt. That was fucking awesome. Oh, thank you very yes. much. I've forgotten how I loved hearing your sincere opinions. <laughs> I'm glad that they haven't aged too badly, because I wrote it all about five years ago. Oh, I am, I imagine that you hadn't just come across Outer Wilds, no. but it's yeah, yeah. gorgeous. No, I, I was happy with it. It came together well, and Steve's bits were really funny. I had a lot of fun with the CGI footage, and I almost, for- yeah. I almost forgot, and I was like, because it was done, and I was like, I was sure there was some voiceover for this virtual Steve intro. And I was like, because it had the music on it, but didn't have any VO at the end. And then I was like, I'm sure there was. And I just got a new piece of software for searching computers for files. Because, like, Windows 10 is fucking shit at that now. And I just remember, a like... A new piece of software for searching computers for files. <laughs> yeah, it's free. Just tell us the name. I want it. It's, I can't what it's called. It's like, it's... File Pooch. It's called File Pooch. <laughs> I wish it was. But it's just immediate. It's just immediate. You just type in words and it just immediately comes up with stuff. And I just remember typing sucked off and immediately coming up like 
wow and i'm like play that and it's like the steve awkwardly saying and then i got sucked off inside of a computer and i was like yeah we did record yeah. me over it what? and i just like slammed it in so it, so to clarify that was a file that didn't have suck off as the title no, it did have suck it had off. suck off in the audio no, it had sucked off in, oh, in the yeah, i could tell as you asked that question like you knew that it wasn't going to be that it wasn't searching <laughs> inside the wavs but you wanted it to be you true. You simply don't know these days. Leave it running overnight. You, you could leave it running overnight, and then it could do anything. <laughs> I mean, now, whenever you drop a video and stuff, Just it comes go up. go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave your computer running all night. Just type, type sucked off into your computer, and then go to bed. <laughs> and then tell Stuart, don't touch that computer, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> don't alt tab off file pooch <laughs> needs focus to live file pooch needs more uh, computer bones to, to get the files he needs to bring them back to the kennel for god's sake and when it's done it's like seven <laughs> 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 and it's all wired up to your house's smart speakers. He just found more bones. <laughs> he just he finds no files. He just finds more what? bones that he can use to, to search more. Eight more search bones. <laughs> you can search twice now. <sighs> you can employ a second pooch. Install McAfee to find even more. <laughs> Did you ever buy yourself a beanie? An alien name to please the queen You can fly in and out of the beehive With a bee name beneath me wings well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing. And if you give us £2 an episode, we will emancipate you from the dead weight that is your human name and yeah. lift you aloft with the buoyant helium giddy loveliness of a bee name we raised you up so you could have a bee name boys could you please give a new bee name to the following new readers a bee name please for max rab marinara stench Ooh. oh wow is that where those deep sea bees yeah, keep their honey? mariana stench Marinara stench. Ma- uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like, like the Mariana Trench. No, no, there's the tomato bees of the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. A bee name, please, for the Shrekronomicon. I'm going to give you the name Bongo Jazz. It's a lovely little name, and it's also the shade of red that is features on three of the walls in our house. Really? It's a Dulux colour, Bongo Jazz. You got Bongo Jazz on your walls? Not only that, it's Bongo Jazz 4. There are multiple bongo jazz. <laughs> and finally, could you please give a bee name to the immutable Guy Kelly? Immutable. I don't know what immutable means. It either means he can he cannot be changed or the fucking guy won't give it a rest. <laughs> Ineffable then. I don't know what that means either, but it sounds better than immutable. Guy Kelly. That means you can't fuck him. 
Oh, shit. Um, how about... Honeyball. The B... Honeyball, colon, the B short. <laughs> Ooh. Any, I'm so fucking tired right now. I don't, I don't know you're what you're locked doing. into. You're locked into the works of one director there, are you? Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Moneyball and the big short yeah. that you've mashed in? Yeah. Honeyball. But can I just change it to Honeyball, the B short? Because if a, if a B short's anything, it's big honeyballs. Sure. Honeyball, colon... The B-Shart. If the you'd B- like your own B-name, Patreon.com, come along and help us out. You also get access to the Beehive. That is our patron-exclusive Discord where, let me tell you, we're all talking about you. You personally. Yeah. And if you want to see Come in and it, defend yourself. Yeah. And we'll be back next week <laughs> with another episode of the podcast. Bye. Good day to you. Matt, say goodbye. 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 Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.